that's my wife. She's been dealing with headaches ever since we got married. Yeah, so have we for about 24 weeks now, actually. I, yeah, right? <laughs> hey, Tom. Yeah. Are you grounded this week? All right, so welcome back, everyone, to another edition of an Almost Perfect Podcast. Thanks for listening or watching, whatever you're doing. We're so glad you're with us. Uh, the only reason why we keep doing this is because somebody's listening. If it's even just me, I guess. Four but, of us. Uh, yeah. The four of us. <laughs> Tell the truth. How many hey, of these have you gone back and heard? My mom listens. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you make her? Or she's so proud of you? I, the one I listened she, to actually. She's was, she's uh, extremely bored. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. You said the one, the only one you listened to. The one I went back to listen to was the one I wasn't around, and I I, I remember that was a good one. That was riveting. You were that close to perfect. Yeah. 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 And the closest you've ever been. <laughs> yeah, we've been really back. dragged back since then. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I forgot to start my timer, guys. Okay. All right. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Um, I, I am John. That is Captain Tom there. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I've, I've been grounded, as uh, Wade noted earlier. <laughs> so what'd you do? You got grounded. Yeah, well, I forgot my 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 headphones. So oh, I'm we'll... sorry. I still have teenagers at the house, so yeah. I had... They won't let me fly. Well, they won't let me fly the plane anymore. <laughs> I get my headphones again. All right, very good. And Wade is here. Wade, how are you? I'm good. This is the first time uh, that we've had this podcast where all four of us are here. That I'm introduced anything other than last, so I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a new day, man. There you go. Yeah, Brad's bringing up the rear today. It's, 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 <laughs> I, I guarantee you, it has to do with the way Zoom puts your your images here. That's it's just whatever, dude. I'm that sorry. doesn't happen every time. You've been <laughs> you, you've been treating me like a second class citizen, and we all know it. Well, I've known you the longest. That's so, true. And so we're just having a anyway, anyway. Brad, how are whatever you? Whatever that means. <laughs> Hi guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. And Brad's just up. like, hey, the first will be last, and the last That's will be exactly first. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, how you guys been? Good, man. Really good. Nothing out of the ordinary. No. Oh, it's been a you know, like I told you, John, uh, had a had my last uh, gathering with my uh, confirmants yesterday. I mean, up up until actual confirmation. And uh, that was a hoot because we had we'd gone through the 16 questions of the of uh, what the absolute basics of the Christian faith. And so now we were just, you know, what questions do you have? Uh, you know, I've got two questions. Do you want to join the church and, and when? And we decided on Palm Sunday. But that was it was a hoot. Uh, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, the questions they asked were a lot deeper than I I generally expect from uh, middle school uh, fresh and freshmen. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm always amazed. I don't think we give our kids enough credit. Um, they've got good questions. If you can give them the platform and the atmosphere to ask questions, I think they'll surprise a lot of people. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. Anyone particular that you were stumped by, were they able to stump the pastor? Well, you know, you and I talked earlier and I, you know, I, I, you know, the question, you know, they actually, they asked about kind of the difference. Uh, one asked about the difference between uh, Catholic, uh, Protestant and Orthodox. And, mm. uh, 
And I actually, I actually could answer the Orthodox a little bit based on my experience in Russia, because that's the predominant, uh, you know, uh, expression of of the Christian faith is the the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, And and the one thing I, you know, I I noticed uh, in there is uh, they're 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 comfortable with mystery and emphasize the mystery of God's, uh, you know, we in the Western uh, world kind of want want everything to be scientifically proven and uh, we want know, answers don't we and we want answers and, and then the other one was about purgatory which I'm familiar with but you not being Catholic I don't know the theology behind that they asked Tom what's purgatory and Tom said listen to my podcast never ends on and on and on and on it's a it's a ski resort. Tell him, Tom. It's, it's a ski resort. That's exactly right. Uh, what about Brad or Wade? Anything else uh, exciting or anything you've been working on that's come to fruition? I don't know. Anything you want to give God praise for? Um, I've had a great week. I can't I can't say more than that. Good. We had a really good Sunday yesterday. Uh, um, more yeah. folks are coming back, which is which is really fina- uh, fantastic, and and uh, I'm excited about that. So uh, we're, we had a big crowd yesterday too. Yeah, yeah, and I think I don't know if it was the weather or 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 what, but people were were here, and and it was really awesome. I, I enjoyed seeing faces I had I had not seen in in several weeks. Um, as a matter of fact, we had one I haven't seen in a couple months, and she came back, and it was wonderful. So one of our oldest members uh, of the church. So, yeah, it's good to see her uh, back in church uh, on on, uh, on Sunday. So now we, we're, we're plugging along. You know, we're trying to get our church uh, facilities back in, in order and shape, and we're going to open the sanctuary on, on Easter. Yes. And um, back for the first time since Palm Sunday. Wow. Uh, last year in the sanctuary so hopefully that will uh, that'll that'll bring some more folks back to the church too uh who've been staying away because of of covid and because of social distancing and and you know the limitations we have in our in our uh, fellowship hall is is can only hold so many people and um, so we've been that sanctuary is a little bit bigger isn't it a little bit, a whole lot. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it'll seat 700 real easy and, and comfortably. Uh, and it's kind of nice to see that it's almost ready to open up again. We've got some cleaning up to do and we're putting a new carpet uh, for the, the main floor of the sanctuary. And then in the narthex, uh, that, that three foyer area uh, and up and down the stairs and doing some painting and new lighting. And I tell you what, it's going to be nice. So we're Good. excited. Any uh, fog machines or? No fog machines, but we do have the strobe lights doing that. <laughs> no, we don't have any either. So uh, none of that stuff. So the air we... conditioner does its own fog. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> we did sort of our vision Sunday, uh, last Sunday of January. It's kind of what we've been doing. And and uh, took time to pray for our administrative council, heard from our lay leader, heard from our um, our treasurer and and just talked about, you know, the vision of what, what we're trying to do, you know, um, and that's to to make Kelsey known as a loving church so God can be known as a loving God. That's that's kind of our deal. And, you know, you can do that in a pandemic. You can do that 
outside of pandemic. So just a chance to kind of focus in on that. So other than that, it's, you know, pretty good Sunday. Like, like you guys, uh, a few more people are showing up and I'm having a um, little more people telling me that they're thinking about coming back soon. So uh, we may be getting to that, that spot soon. So anyway, Lord help us. Oh, all right. Have you guys had your nap today? Not yet, yeah, but I'm going to. I'm, You're going I'm to? Like it here in 10 minutes, I'm probably going to have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever been paid to sleep? Uh, no. But, but if you ask that question, I, I remember uh, being up in Wisconsin and I, you know, they, they, and it seems like that was one of the things, you know, that, that they were testing uh, that, but my wife wouldn't let me be a guinea pig. How much were they uh, offering you, Tom? More than I was making at the time. I know that because I wasn't making much. Okay. All right. Uh, so a mattress reviewing platform says it is seeking a, quote, real life sleeping beauty, end quote, to get paid $3,000 to test out mattresses. Well, that counts me out. I ain't beautiful. So (laughs) I don't sleep beautifully either. No. (laughs) So it's sleepjunkie.com. Says the chosen candidate will be paid to sleep on the job by trying three top-rated mattresses in a two-month period and writing detailed reviews of each experience. I'm like getting things ready for myself, guys, to give this a shot. <laughs> Where do I apply? I'm saying yeah. 3000 sleepjunkie.com, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sleeping Beauty, we paid $3,000 for the mattress testing job as well as being allowed to keep the mattress of their choice at the end of their duties. I, you know, I think we've had our mattress for about seven or eight years. So it's getting about that time. So this is just working on all kind point. of fronts. Have y'all priced a mattress lately? It's crazy, right? I'm telling you, it's, it's about three grand. Anyway, you look at it. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's and like then they money. make them to where, you know, before back in the day, you turn them. Yes. And then you flip them mm-hmm. and then you can turn that and then flip them. You can't flip them no more because they're no. all one-sided. Yep. There's a company Sneaky. here in town. There's a company here in corporates that advertises that they still make um, two-sided mini, uh, mattresses. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forget their name. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to take John though. You can, you're going to have to start wearing pajamas. I got, <laughs> hey, I got jammies. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. Does that job start in July? I don't know. It doesn't say actually. Yeah, no, sorry, dude. You, you're going to have to find another job after, after retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can yeah. we get appointed to that? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of extension ministry would that be? Right, yeah, really. I don't know. <clears throat> to be the right fit for the role, you will need to be a self-starter, available to work immediately and independently, have clear <laughs> writing skills, good evaluation skills, and be exceptionally good at sleeping. These people have no idea that I am the right person for them. I am you are so overqualified. Yeah. I am exception. I am beyond exceptionally yeah. good at sleeping friends. Yeah. That drives my wife nuts. Uh, I used to tell her, you know, right before we go to bed, before, right before I got in into bed. All right. Anything you need to tell me, better tell me now. Cause as soon as I hit that pillow, boom, I'm gone. Two minutes. I'm gone, man. That's, that's me. I'm like that in an airplane seat. I get in and buckle up and, and everybody's elbowing me trying to get me to stop snoring. So I think there's something wrong with the engine or something. I don't know. So yeah. if, if anybody from one of our churches happens to get 
uh, hired. Um, we'll be expecting that tithe check from the $3,000 that we directed you to. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think which of our churches would probably have somebody that would be hired. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mine, me. I don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right. So I've, I'm, I've got a few candidates. <laughs> well, they're always sleeping doing your sermons or what? Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's everybody. Um, but uh... <laughs> I used to have a guy uh, who would do that Two of them actually in the same congregation. And you know, I was young back then. I thought, man, it's me, man, what's wrong with them? Think they too good. Turns out they had sleeping disorders and one was in the choir loft and would just, you know, <laughs> right there sometimes. And, and the other one was the sound guy, you know, and uh, it was just, oh, man. <laughs> oh. Man. Of course I was. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but again, first, you know, I thought, who are these people? They don't. They must not love Jesus, right? But no, they do. They just they got a sleep disorder, man. So anyway, I had a lady in a church, I had a lady in a church in my internship or in my student appointment who walked to church every day. She was ninety some odd years old, and she walked to church, had two canes. She sat in the very back pew, and then she starts snoring about the time the sermon would start. And not little. I mean, just big. For a little lady, she had a lot of snoring going on. And I kept thinking, you know, when I hit 90 some odd years old and I can walk to school or walk to church every Sunday and sit in the back pew and snore, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be all right. That'd be all right. You know, yeah. good and comfortable in God's house. You know, I'm just saying you get to a certain age. Who cares what you do? For the <laughs> yeah, most part, I guess, right? to see you, you know? I think I'm there. Been there. <laughs> yeah, you've been there for quite a while, Wade. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> I remember having a, a lady who was a hundred years old uh, in, in my congregation, and I loved visiting her because she had that attitude. It's like once you hit a hundred, it's like you can say anything you want, and she That's was bothering me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's talk uh, COVID-19. You guys heard about that? Um, something really? about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's in the news. It's in the news every once in a while, right? <laughs> but then it was supposed to go away. But anyway, I won't go there. Oh, <laughs> wow. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's already been over a year that we've been kind of vaguely talking about it, right? I think in January last year, it was kind of like, hey, did you hear about some thing over in, yeah it was in china yeah, yeah. Well, and then i hear i think i read this morning or yesterday that they're thinking that some of the strains actually came out of uh, here came out of italy you know all the travel from italy that that's what yeah. brought it here Probably so anyway uh covid19 obviously has had a tremendous impact on just about every aspect of life uh, for almost every person in the world they're are probably a few tribes of people who are untouched by everybody else in the world. So they're probably oblivious to what's happening, right? But the rest of us are dealing with it. So there's a uh, an article out of Christianity Today uh, about a, pull it up here, about a survey that was done, uh, 14,000 people, and says, the pandemic has strengthened religious belief, uh, mostly in the U.S., Spain, and Italy, while South Korea leads in lost faith. So before I read, read any more of that, I just kind of wanted to run that by you guys and kind of get your anecdotal response to that. You, you guys are shepherds of the flock and you, you know, you talk faith and, and walk with God with people on a regular basis. What kind of changes in faith have you seen 
uh, as a result of COVID-19? Well, there you go. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm, I'm more, uh, uh, you know, for me personally, I'm kind of curious as to how it has affected uh, each of us. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it has strengthened my faith in, uh, uh, because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just so thoroughly convinced that Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God, that that hasn't wavered at, at all one way or the other. But some of the practices uh, that have taken place in my personal life have definitely changed. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slower, uh, you know, and meaning my pace has slowed. Uh, some people say, well, you, know, you were almost comatose before the pandemic. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, that it has slowed me down. And, um, and, and I've noticed I'm, you know, I'm not in such a hurry to leave a conversation um, as I was in the past. I'll hurry on to the next thing. Uh, so, uh, but for me personally, uh, meditation has become a lot more of a practiced habit uh, in the last almost year, nine months that, that we've been, been together. And like, and like I said, I'm, I'm much more patient and more present in conversations because I am comfortable with one silence and not being in a hurry. So I'm curious, uh, how, you know, how that has affected the, you guys. I think that's a really, um, a really good way to, to talk about this from my point of view. Um, when, when John sent us this article all those many days ago, um, <laughs> I mean, all those many minutes ago, um, I, uh, I, I was kind of like, um, I don't know how you measure that. I mean, um, does that mean more people have come to faith? Or that, um, or that weaker faith got stronger, or uh, fruit, fruitful acts have increased. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know about that. I do remember that when you know 9/11 happened, we had a similar spike in church attendance, um, and maybe a, a spike in interest in faith. But I don't, I, I don't know how you measure that. And I'm kind of the same way, Tom. I, you know, I have spent a lot more time, a lot more time. Um, not working out of the office and uh, and that has allowed me to do some really almost in some cases unintentional uh, deepening of my practice um, I, can't, I wouldn't say deepening of my faith I think it was just right. enabled me to explore um, more broadly um, the depths of, of my faith already um, and 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 again I, I think it in, in large measure, I didn't sit down during this pandemic when I was more alone and say, I'm going to broaden or deepen my faith. I just sat down with myself and quiet and that, and the practices that I have, that I have just became more, I don't know, not even more regular, but just uh, maybe more, um, intense and slower i think you talked about pace yeah and, yeah and i think i think taking time to, you know there were you know there are times when we get so busy you know i got 
you know, 30 minutes in the morning and then, you know, God, I got to go do my thing. Um, and, uh, and it's been a little bit different to be around the house with me and know that I'm not alone. I think personally, um, that's how it's sort of manifested for me. Well, coming back to what you're saying, and it's interesting the, you know, most of the time when, when we get together on Monday, I'm in my office. I think last week was, was different. Uh, but, uh, last but, week you had the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah the it's all the difference too. Dude. The eyes are still yeah. straining by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, this is the one day that I'm actually in the office. The rest of the time I I'm, I'm on my patio if the weather's conducive for that or, or in, in the house, because, because, um, you know, I, I, I found that one is I like being home. Uh, at the, my wife is a, is an editor and, you know, and, and she does that at home. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's nice to be in the same house, you know, not necessarily in a conversation or anything, but, um, but in enjoying just the fact that my schedule now allows me to be home more. Um, and, 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 and like I said, the other thing that comes back to is I notice that I am present in conversations a lot more than I was pre pandemic. I, you know, I, I, there's no cutting around that reality. It's something I, I don't know if other people have noticed it, but I'm, I'm sorry, aware. Were you, were you saying something, Tom? <laughs> okay. No, it's, just wrong, man. It, it, it's interesting. Your time with God definitely uh, affects your time with people. That's it. Yeah. Good. Should. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, that's how I started my sermon yesterday, actually, because we read from Mark one, and uh, when Jesus began to teach, and he, uh, Mark says, you know, he went to the synagogue and you know began to teach. <clears throat> I just notice of course you know how mark tells the story it's so fast paced in chapter one uh you know mark excuse me jesus has done these personal things he's he's accepted a call from god presumably he's gone to be baptized and then he went to the desert to be tempted and that's something that he did within himself right and then out of that began his public ministry right and how all of us, you know, we aren't called to live life alone with God uh, by ourselves, but we are called to, you know, there's a part of that that we do alone. And when we come together as a church, we bring all of that that we've done uh, with God and ourselves in our own time and, you know, whatever. And, and that becomes a part of the collective um, expression of worship and prayer and everything else. You, and you can't have one without the other. Right. Yeah. We, we, we need to feed, we need each other, um, but we also need to have our time, right. Where God is answering our fears or whatever, whatever the case case may be. So Brad, what do you think? I think it's been a, an interesting um, journey for all of us, but uh, for me personally, it has been um, a time, more time for reflection than I've really usually do. And, and that reflection has been, guided by you know who else has been through this kind of thing and i and i always go back to um questions we used to ask on the board of ordained ministry we used to ask all candidates you know uh where do you see god in all of this you know and and uh, where where can you find instances of whatever this is that we're going through now 
in, in even in scripture and and the the word wilderness comes up a lot and that we're all wandering through a wilderness but we're not wandering alone we're wandering together and and the wilderness is bewildering <laughs> um that's wild yeah i know right <laughs> it's just really wild and and the uh the the journey itself is one that i mean how many people can say that they've walked through this kind of pandemic prior and and you know even along the way you know that we're going to experience loss and it's not just loss of life which is which is incredible and and extremely heavy in our hearts but loss of freedoms loss of um loss of the used tos you know we used to do this we used to could do that we used to be able to and and suddenly that's changed now and how do we cope with the new realities you know and and i i look at you know moses and the israelites wandering away from egypt and on their way over to the promised land it takes them 40 years to get through that and and it, they're out, they're not out of the desert three months before they're starting to grumble you know dang, we're hungry, you know, and you brought us out here to do this, that, and the other. I don't understand. Let's go back. You know, <laughs> you want to go back to slavery? You know, no, we don't want to go back to that. And so there's a reflection in that, in my mind, of, of where are we, you know, where have we been? What are we going through right now? And where are we heading to? What is God doing in the midst of this? What am I supposed to learn from all of this? How am I supposed to grow in my faith in all of this? Um, I wrote a newsletter article for, um, uh, our church newsletter this month. And uh, I wrote it last week or a week and a half ago or so. And um, I, I was reflecting on, on a conversation I had with my dad uh, a couple months before he died. And we were heading to uh, heading to one of his oncology appointments to get his, you know, cancer therapy. And, um, and he was reflecting himself about all of this and said something about something that my sister had said to him that was not really original with her. It probably came from him to her and she was parroting it back to him um, about, uh, you know, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And when he said that, that, you know, the bad theology flags went, ping, you know, and I thought, wait a minute, this is not right. Um, and what she meant by that was Paul's reference to, you know, God doesn't give us more temptation than we can deal with, you know, and, and the temptation there is for sin. Um, but what dad was talking about, what my sister was, was echoing was um, not so much about sin as it is about suffering and pain. And that's not the same thing. And, and oftentimes what I found is that God gives us a whole lot more than we can handle on our own so that we become more reliant upon God. And, and when I said that to him, I mean, because it, it dawned on me, this is Paul saying, you know, three times I've asked God to take this thorn from my flesh. And God keeps coming back going, my grace is sufficient. And what does that mean? And, and when I got done saying that, I said, God gives us so much more than we can handle. Because otherwise, we would be self-dependent and we would be independent of God. We wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need Jesus. We wouldn't need anything. And all of this reflection started coming back to me. And I was thinking about that and saying, okay, so we're all going through this now. Are we learning to rely on God more? And I think that's where your, your article is really heading. It's not, I, I don't like the way they phrase that either. Tom said it. Um, it's not about our faith getting stronger. It's about us relying more on it 
and and letting it grow um, and letting it become a part of who we are in relationship to God. So I think that's where we are in all of this. That's the wilderness is, is we learn to rely more on God, less on ourselves uh, for our own stuff. And, and that's how I think God wants us to be. I don't think God tortures us to be able to say, huh, you need me, but that God does come to us when we need him most and we are here uh, and, and we find him that way. We've certainly needed God throughout this pandemic, haven't we? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you know, as far as the, the article and, and the survey, they don't necessarily define, at least that I see, exactly what that means, you know, by more faith. To me, it's a, an idea of kind of how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. How I feel about it. And I, I'm always kind of leery about that because, you know, a lot of times we're a little more, we give ourselves a lot more credit <coughs> than we deserve, you know? So if some, you know, researcher asks you, is your faith stronger now? I mean, what are you going to say? No, nah, I'm out of here, right? You, you know, you, you want to show that you're, I don't know, strong or you're making waves a lot of times. And so I'm a little weary of that. But still, the idea that uh, so many people have this feeling that through the pandemic and everything that it has meant for us, that, you know, their their sense of faith is stronger, um, it's still something to celebrate, I guess, some somewhere to begin, right? That maybe offers us a chance to talk about, well, exactly what you've already kind of alluded to, you know, what is faith actually? And, you know, is it just a feeling and how do you, um, how do you measure if you increase in faith or not? Um, and, and it probably has a lot to do with, uh, how you feel you can trust God and, and in what ways you can trust God as well. Right. Uh, the other part of that, uh, study was that, South Korea leads in lost faith. Um, so it's same conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Don't worry, be happy, y'all. See, that's my that's my philosophy, right? Uh, you could have the same conversation. You know, what does it mean to lose faith? Then is that still a feeling like, oh, you know, I used to be excited about Jesus, now I'm not, or you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's the other side of the coin, I guess, yeah. of, of what it means to have. Or to lose faith. So, I uh, see anything else that was. Oh, the other thing that was fairly interesting: the people who were um, more likely to talk about having an increase in faith were people who were who already um, considered faith to be important. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think I'm looking for it here. I, I think the um, the phrase was they already considered faith to be very important. And so when you ask them, you know, if your faith was uh, strengthened, they, they said yes. So I don't know, again, is that over esteeming our own faith and having a little more confidence in, in who we are? Or is that, you know, is that an actual reflection of, of where we are as a faith? I don't know. All right. So there's your sermon material. You guys can talk about this Sunday. And now wow, gonna... I hadn't even thought about this Sunday. Thanks for that. <laughs> You have notes? Can we? Uh, no. Um, uh, <laughs> You'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, I was going to say, go back and listen. <laughs> there we go. See? All right. So here, let's see, how much more time do I have? I don't want to, you know, keep you from your sermon. Oh, I only have seven minutes. All right. We can do this in seven minutes. We can make fun of men in church, right? In seven <laughs> minutes. <laughs> All right. This is still, this is from um, Christianity Today. The title is Digital Bibles Help Men Read More But Retain Less. 
So data suggests Christians <laughs> are unaware of the effect the medium has on the message. And here's here's the here's the the whole premise. Well, and I uh, think some of us have digital spouses too. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> If you have a digital oh, yeah. spouse, you'll you'll hear more and retain less. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the whole premise is this: it actually centers around uh, essentially Bible Bible reading plans, right? You guys do Bible reading plans, or do you encourage that? I assume from time to time, maybe. Um, let's see. Year before last, I guess 2018, we did we did Bible reading. Uh, uh, well, the Bible projects, Bible reading plan. We started from yeah, Genesis and went all the way. Yeah. And, you know, there's a reading for every day. And uh, we use that reading to, to, to shape our Sunday sermons, you know. And so we went through the entire Bible together. And there's other, so many other kind of reading plans, right? Uh, but anyway, talking about the uh, particular, in particular, the Bible app, you know, they have reading plans that uh, that you can sign up for, whether it's for a certain amount of time, whether it's to read a certain book, you read with others, and then they have all these digital reminders, all these things that are used to condition you to, you know, get to the app again to, to keep reading, whatever. And it comes down to that uh, quite often, in particular men, we get through these Bible reading plans that we use on our phones. And we get to the end and we don't really feel like we've maybe garnered any kind of wisdom or whatever else. Yeah. Almost. Right. Yeah. Um, and not that women don't feel the same way. There's, there's some, some of that in here as well, but by and large men have this idea that, you know, I, I just, somebody said here, it's like, I just, I was going through an email. That's kind of what it feels like. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like a superficial reading of it. Um, and I've encouraged my church the last few weeks in particular to, you know, it's okay if you read less of the Bible in order to be able to read more from that passage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that you can be okay with reading, you know, one chapter from Mark and just taking in everything that happens in that one chapter instead of saying, well, I've got to read all chapters of Mark so I can read it all just for the sake of reading it all, right? Because then what, 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 what do you really gain from that maybe? is a question. So anyway, what do you guys think about uh, this idea about uh, digital Bibles and retaining? How does that work? Do you see the effects of any of that? What do you think? I think it's just, uh, you know, what do you pay attention to? Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that, that's what, that's all I had to say. Was, well, you know, I'm just agreeing with you. Is that, yeah. that uh, you know, no matter how I take it in and sometimes Sometimes I listen, you know, because Bible Gateway has, uh, you know, the NIV version has a, an audio version. Sometimes I listen, and I'm uh, and I'm doing something as I'm listening, and so it's it's half a brain, uh, and I don't have a lot to give away in the first place. So I absorb less, and other times I'm listening and and walking, and I I uh, absorb more. So it does come down to, am I attentive in the first place? I think the Bible is one of those books that is unique in the fact that it's not something that you read once and go, okay, I've done it next. And I think all too often our culture has stressed that for whatever reason. And I don't think intentionally, I think it's just a a byproduct of, of read these 15 books this year if you want to be a better manager. Read these 12 books this year if you want to be a better salesman. If you, you know, all that stuff. And, and the idea is to read the book, 
glean as much as you can from it, put it away, get to the next book. And scripture is one of those books that you come back to over and over and over again. It's like, uh, uh, it's unlike any other book. And, And I think the temptation is, you know, for guys, maybe, and I don't know, I think it's a sexist thing. I think it's for anybody who looks at books as, as a tool by which you learn one thing and you put it away and you go on to the next one. Uh, or people who read um, for entertainment value, you know, they'll read a novel. Um, and, and I know people that read novels left, right, and center, and they love them. But they never go back and reread them. Or if they do, it may be only once. But scripture is one of those books that you, you have to read over and over and over again to truly begin to harvest what it has to offer. And um, that it, it also is one of those books that I hope people will want to want to read, not just to read, to get it. That's kind of why I was doing that check mark thing, you know, so you kind of checked off the list. Um, I've read the Bible all the way through 16 times. Really? What'd you learn? You know, <laughs> so tell me about what's, you know, What's the, the strangest part? Uh, or what's the most fascinating part? What's your favorite part? What's your least favorite part? What'd you struggle with? And the idea is to open that conversation up so that that growth can occur. Um, it, it is a word that we keep coming back to over and over and over again, because I don't think we hear it all the first time or the 21st time or the 7,642nd time. It's one of those things that every time it speaks to us anew. So I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm inclined to say Bible apps are great to introduce you, but um, it's kind of like a relationship. You have to keep developing that relationship. And it's not just the first initial introduction that, that cuts it Um, to get to know that person, to get to know the word, you've got to keep coming back to it and being in dialogue and conversation with it and ask it questions and listen for its answers and wait for the Holy spirit to, to uh, guide you through it. Yeah. I'm finding that, um, you know, in the in the context of living through a pandemic, that when I read Psalms now, they they are completely different. It's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all yeah. about technology and everything else, but uh, to to agree with uh, part of what you guys are saying is, but there's nothing about there's nothing like opening the Bible. I have I have a, a men's Bible. Speaking about men and reading the Bible that my wife gave me, probably. I don't know, 19, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's when I first started uh, really getting into uh, faith and scripture. And if you look at the pages, man, and th- this isn't like a humble brag or anything. It's just kind of like, y- you don't get that with an app. No, you don't. You, you don't, you know, when you open up the app and you don't see, you know, the markings that you had. You don't, you don't see the the you know the when you bent the page because you were going back to a certain part over and over you know you don't you don't get that right or you don't read one of these devotionals that somebody wrote in the bible that really just connected you to a passage you don't you don't get that in the same way with an app so there's just something about having that that printed medium to uh, to engage us in a way that uh, that the app can't if you've ever talked to somebody who's had um a lot of years in studying scripture and they have their favorite Bible and you go back and you look at that Bible, there's thumbprints in the Bible on the pages, you know, where they've held the Bible open and you know, they've been praying and and they keep coming back to those pages because those pages mean something and speak to them volumes. 
Uh, that's the kind of stuff that just makes my heart melt. I love watching people, you know, who, who have loved their Bibles. And, and I don't mean like taking good care of it to make sure another page is wrinkled. I mean, have really, really used it to get to know what God's word is all about and to listen for the spirit and listen for God. It's profound to see that. You can't get that in an app. I'm sorry. You don't get fingerprints. You don't get the, the time that was spent on that given page, the, the prayers that were prayed over those words. Yeah, you guys sound like a bunch of old fogies. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to come back to, uh, in mentioned Bible project, one of the things that I appreciate about that in particular is it gives context, uh, especially for people who um, maybe just starting out and, and don't understand um they don't understand what, uh, yeah, that's my wife calling. And I, this time I answered it so she could be reminded that I'm at a podcast right now. Um, but anyway, she cares. <laughs> anyway, uh, she knows, she knows that she just keeps forgetting that. Uh, it, coming back to all of that is, you know, I appreciate the technology because it, it, it can expand my understanding. And, and again, one of the things about reading through the entirety of the Bible um, is, is uh, and, and the Bible project in particular highlights this, is it's a, it's a continuous story. There's a reason that, uh, that there's Genesis and there's revelation and all the things in between uh, because it keeps coming back to, uh, you know, the greatest romance story of all is boy meets uh, girl, boy loses girl, uh, boy gets girl back. And, and in this case, God, uh, God creates humanity. God loses humanity. God uh, redeems and brings humanity back through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's uh, all across the entirety of scripture. Uh, and, and I appreciate when, whether it's through technology or through uh, the handheld uh, studies, I get to see the, see that running that the love of God coursing through the entirety of scripture. Yeah. And, you know, again, um, using a Bible app, I mean, go ahead. Access is good too, right? If you know, so, yeah. And so you Don't make use there. of it. But also don't let it sort of confine your reading of scripture either. That's, yeah, that's the point. I, you know, I, the only pushback that I would say is that I actually have a Bible program that also is an app. And I do almost all of my study on that program. Mm -hmm. um, the app isn't as, uh, as friendly for the study um, as the program is. But the, the thing that I love about that, and, and I also use a physical Bible too. So don't, I'm not arguing that you guys are right about that, but um, but I can make notes in that um, in that uh, program that <clears throat> um, stay there forever. Mm -hmm. And if I go, if I'm reading in the NRSV and I move over to some other translation, the notes are still there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and and so um, so I think you know I don't. There's not one way to do this. Um, uh, I think there's several ways, and and I think all of them are useful to pretty much everybody. Uh, and if you're, and if you find yourself, you know, uh, not doing what you think you ought to be doing, sometimes it's good to just change up the the the, the medium. Mm -hmm. and, Which and, uh, so, uh, 
you know, it raises a question. I'm hearing what you're saying, Wade, and, and my curious question is, so what are you using? And uh, is there any way we can add those to our to our 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 notes uh, with the with the podcast, John, so that you know if, if I'm listening to this and I want to know, lo it, it's logos, it's logos. Yes. Okay. And it's it's a uh, it's an investment. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think Bible study itself is an investment. I mean, it's an investment. Oh, come on, preacher! Oh, you see what he did there? Oh man! Is uh, no, I, you know, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. It is an investment in in, in our time and in our effort and our in our hearts. Um, and whatever it is, whatever tool it takes you to get into the Word, I think is important. So yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, I don't, I don't see anything in what you're saying is different. I think I think the honesty is that we tend to do the shortcut stuff just out of human yeah. nature and, and what culture has taught us. And so scripture is one of those things that really does require an investment. And in, and it's not just a monetary investment in a, in a very expensive program or a medium expensive program or even a computer system, whatever. But it's the idea that we are willing to invest of ourselves and our time yeah. and our energy and our hearts. Yeah, I, I mean, the other thing I would say about the, the program that I use, Logos, <clears throat> I didn't use it very well for the first six or eight years that I had it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I went and took a course. I went to Tennessee <clears throat> and took a course about how to use it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then it really became uh, a vital, much more vital tool for me. So, uh, and that was investment that I chose to do um, and, and it paid off. And I guess what I wanted to, to kind of speak to is there's somebody out there who might hear this and goes, I hate carrying a book around. I want to you know, whatever. do whatever you got to do to get in the word. Sure. The word will guide you to another uh, uh, context later if, they, if that's what you need. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there's not a wrong way, but there are there are several right ways that, uh, you know, can be can sort of address different, you know, places that you are on the path. <laughs> and, and for that assessment. That person who 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 doesn't want to carry around a Bible, I'll just say, I don't even know where my physical Bible is anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's been so long since I've opened a physical Bible, uh, other than when I'm going through the church and go, oh, there's one, and looking up a, a passage. So, I'm just glad you guys are reading the Bible. It'll really help your preaching. Okay. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to. to yeah. my preaching really pr picked up when I, I got a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you are listening, yeah, just start somewhere, right? Kylie, yeah. start somewhere and let, let the spirit take you after that. So, uh, all right. So that's about it for us this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us uh, ramble about good things. And hopefully, hopefully out of all that, there's some, there's some kingdom reality stuff that we can all take in that we'll all be better for. So uh, if you have anything, if you're listening or watching that uh, you have anything you want us to talk about, anything that might be helpful to find a Christ-like response to, let us know. Uh, leave a message on Facebook. Check out our Facebook page and there's a number you can call to leave us a voice message and we can hear from you. Just leave us your name or your question and we can go from there. But uh, until then, um, we'll keep on doing what we do. Uh, <clears throat> Wade first. Thank you, Wade. Thank you for being a part of today's programming. Wade, we thank you kindly for your time oh. and attention. Wade, are you thank already, you. Are you already speaking to me? <laughs> <laughs> 
Wade, Tom, Brad, thank you guys so much. I always appreciate hearing from you and uh, appreciate the time you give to us. Uh, have a blessed week, all right? Thank you all. Nice to see you guys. Take all care. Right, God be with you.